I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, this week is a, another very special episode where we have a fantastic guest that is Managing Director of Alitical, Stephen O'Leary. How are you doing, Stephen? Very well. And uh, because I get reprimanded for forgetting to introduce Shane every time we have a guest, uh, Shane Brennan is also. Yeah. I just um, feel like you give the love to whoever we have on and you completely forget about me. But when we don't have a guest, I'm your favourite you're, I'm you're all about complimenting you. me and then the minute someone else comes in boom forget i even exist all right so well, we park our domestic <laughs> steven's here we, we can't air our dirty laundry in, in front of steven steven right. how are you getting on yeah really good thanks really really good you're uh, looking forward to uh, the restrictions being eased and getting back out there yeah it'll be really nice i mean we've been obviously working from home now since last march um so i think probably the the big thing that most of us are looking forward to is actually seeing each other in person. You know, we haven't, we've onboarded two new members of our team uh, during that time period, which was pretty surreal, totally virtually. Um, mm. And so it'll be just really nice for them to meet the team in person, to see the office. Those kind of things are hopefully not too far away. Yeah, they're the things you really, uh, after lockdown, you really kind of figure out that they're the, they're the important things that that stick with you that you want to kind of keep and, and, and keep up and get back to as, as quick as you can. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like home life, we've two small kids, my wife and I, so four year old and a two year old, and they really have, you know, they just get on with life and they keep you busy, they keep you occupied, and they don't really give you an awful lot of time to think about the pandemic or lockdowns or anything else, as long as they've got a garden or a playground or a scooter or something that gets them out of the house they're they're happy out um but outside of that and particularly work yeah it's your it's your colleagues it's the buzz of the office it's you know those those things that are hard to replicate on zoom you know that, that kind of like that camaraderie and feeling I, yeah. I, i've known a few people actually start brand new jobs with brand new teams in, um across the last kind of six to eight months and I was only talking to one of them there at the weekend about how weird it's going to be when they get to meet these people, like actually see what a day to day is like when you're around people and actually not having to book in a Zoom, but you can actually just talk over someone's shoulder or you can, you know, what I mean, back to kind of what we would consider, I guess, normality. But for them, they've only known one way of working within that space. So for them, it's going to be such a kind of uh, a change of pace. So I just thought it's 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 a definitely a completely different uh, kind of environment people coming into that. I guess if you've stayed in the same job or you're still in the same place you were, it's not a concern. But there's a lot of people who have moved jobs in the last 18 months. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of comes out from that. Yeah, especially the learning side of things. Mm. You know, I mean, I think, you know, absolutely that kind of like that getting to know people. You know, we, we did all the usual stuff. You know, we obviously interviewed everyone over Zoom and we did, yeah. you know, kind of team sessions and everyone kind of got together virtually. But learning there's that that kind of spontaneous, you know, when you hear someone talk to you about something in office yeah. and you can go over and just sit next to them for a few minutes, see what's happening, understand the circumstance, that kind of spontaneity, I just don't feel it can be replicated, you know, as, as great as the technology has been. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of the things that I'm really looking forward to just experiencing again and seeing, especially the two new people um, get to get to experience too. Yeah, I think the whole industry is. Um, and before we we jump into actual uh, your your topic for for today, that we're very excited for you to bring us through. Um, there's probably no one in the industry who doesn't know who who you are or had a positive experience in some sort with with Alitico or Stephen. But for anyone who might, uh, can you give us a quick a quick summary of of Alitico and, and and what you guys offer? Sure. So Alitico is a social media monitoring and analysis company. 
And very simply, that means we tell our clients what's being said about them on the internet. So our, our clients usually have, have one of two needs. They have a, a tactical need or a strategic need and the tactics are the day-to-day. -day. They need to know when someone talks about them, when someone says something positive about a competitor, their industry, et cetera. And so we feed information in real time to them via email or text or dashboard. And then they have strategic needs where at the end of a week or a month or a campaign, they want to know what the overall conversation looked like. And sometimes that's a couple of hundred mentions of something quite niche. And sometimes it's a couple of million mentions of something much more mainstream. We, we span the whole, uh, the whole gauntlet. Sounds terrifying uh, for, from a brand owner point of view to hear what people are saying about them on the internet. Yeah, it's, um, it, it, sounds, it sounds scary, but actually <laughs> I think the, the, the nice thing is there's an awful lot of really positive stuff out there too. It doesn't make the headlines, um, but even customer care, which generally when we think about social media and customer care, it's people getting out on Twitter or people having a rant on boards.ie. But actually what you find is that as much as the negative experiences get discussed, whenever someone has a positive experience, they make an effort to go back online and thank the customer care operative for what they've had. And, and actually, especially over the last 12 months, the number of uh, stories we've found where people are sharing these uh, customer care experiences for people went so far beyond what was expected. Um, and they're heartwarming, you know, and they're, they're really nice and, and they don't always get seen. But one of the nice things about our job is we get to highlight that to employers and to companies. So we get to say, look, here's someone who had this really good experience. Make sure you let the person know, maybe much further down the chain, that they had this really positive knock on effect on someone else's day. Um, I, you know, I saw a lovely story a couple of days ago by way of anecdote about someone who had a, a coffee machine, an old coffee machine, but by a re very reputable brand, maybe 20 years old, and they shared a photograph of it. And they said, you know, after 20 years, it had finally kind of given up the ghost. But they, there was no supplier in Ireland. So they contacted a supplier. They found one online. They contacted a supplier in the UK and there was a live chat function. So they just explained, look, this has stopped working. Is there, can I get a replacement part? And within minutes, the customer care operative had set up a live call with two engineers from their team and the engineers talked the customer through the problem and were able to diagnose it and fix it without any new part and oh, at the wow. end they were like you know like what's what's the cost or the fee and they were like no no none you know we're we work on behalf of the the brand and um and we're happy to help and it was just this amazing story and it got told through a linkedin post you know just someone sharing their their experience and and obviously they tagged they tagged the brand they tagged the company. I had never heard of the company, but I do now and I know about it now. And there was huge engagement with the post. That doesn't always make the headlines, but that happens all the time. Right. That's amazing. That's It's, it's brilliant, uh, brilliant customer service and fairness uh, first to that brand. And yeah, and I suppose you could see it's, it's almost like little, loads of little ripples happening as opposed to one big splash as a, as a headline with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's the same. Like, uh, just thinking from my own life, I remember when me and my wife were traveling, I had to try and just when the way negative news kind of hits the headlines is anytime we'd go into a booking or I'd book a hotel based on price, she'd be like, where's the, where's the one star? And then she'd click on the one star review. And I was like, yeah, but look, there's 200, <laughs> like four stars. She was like, yeah, no, they didn't change the bed sheets. I was like, for that one person, maybe if that's the true side of the story. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's hard, I guess, sometimes to kind of get through the positives versus the negatives. But there is, yeah, I've, I've noticed that an awful lot in the last um, 
the last kind of 14 months that there is an awful lot of positive stuff. And I think people are consciously trying to share their positive stories at the minute. Um, you know what I mean? Because everything else around us is seems quite negative. So it's like, yeah, no, I find I had a good experience today. I'm going to mark it. I want to share it. So maybe someone else can have a good experience. And the fact that you even, like, as you said, like telling the people in that um, company to pass it down the chain to the person who actually impacted it's like, that will make that person's day as well. So you're really just sharing the positivity in a space that makes sense when we can't go to each other, talk to each other, compliment each other, congratulate each other. You know what I mean? So I think people have really, uh, really leaned into it if you're looking for it, which is great. It's, it's I, I, I've noticed it an awful lot more as well, kind of positive stories being shared, which is awesome. Amazing. For sure. uh, well, then without further ado, Stephen, what's the topic you want to uh, bring us through today uh, and, and why would you pick it? So the topic I've chosen is hidden gems. Um, the nature of our job is that we consume a huge amount of content. Uh, you know, we listen for a, for a living. That's our job. So we listen to what people talk about on the internet all day, every day, and have done so now for, for almost 12 years. That means you consume a huge amount of advertising. It's just the nature of the job. And there's loads of mainstream advertising that I really like, and I feel you know, I feel we live in a time now where the quality of advertising is incredibly high. There's so much good advertising uh, out there. But the other element of, of, I suppose, kind of what we do is we get exposed to lots of things that maybe aren't as mainstream content that maybe is online only or at a smaller level. And the hidden gems, those ones that maybe never make it uh, into the absolute mainstream or that you don't see sort of on TV every, you know, every night, there's some really, really, really nice pieces in there. And that's, I suppose, kind of what inspired me to pick the, the content that I have done for, uh, for the show today. Amazing. Uh, so then uh, kick us off into our first, uh, first piece we're going to watch then. So the first piece is the Irish Pharmacy Union. Um, and I think this is possibly about 10 years old now. Uh, and it's one of a series. So there was a couple of pieces of content that they published around the time. And I remember when I watched it the first time, I laughed out loud at the clip and then watched it again, probably 15, 20 times in a row. And it's one of those pieces that I almost forget about sometimes. And then I have those lovely moments where I remember it. It makes me laugh. I go <laughs> to find it and I watch it all over again. And I have that experience. And every time I go back to it, I get the same feeling. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Well, that's a glowing review. Uh, okay, well, let's have a quick look at it and then we'll have a chat. I think you got the rabies. What? Have you any foaming at the mouth? No. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Love it. Really nice. Watching that, there's hardly any copy in it as well. Um, I think there's five camera angles as well there's five there's 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 your setup there's side other side and then the break from the back i think that's really it what's um, the bit that gets you every time Stephen? It, it it's it's like you say it's not the copy like now i i feel i feel the actors are just yeah. incredible but it's it's the facial expressions the, yeah. the slight shift in the seat at the end when, when he feels he's he's diagnosed the problem i mean it's just like it's yeah, I mean, it, it, it really, it, it, comic timing is absolutely on point in it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think your man, that actor, that um, the guy from the, I think he's from North of Ireland, who's in the is he in Alliance? Is it Alliance? He's in there. That's a chip. Yeah, that's a chip. That's a chip. That's a chip. <laughs> a track of the light. The window screen. Um, but uh, he's great. He's very expressive, and he gets he can get go through a range of emotion in such a short period of time. Um, and I think as well, what I found really entertaining about that is I've been in that situation where it's like I think I think you've got dengue fever. It's like, it's like, what, have you been around stagnant water it's like well, i guess yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean you've been there like we've all used google or the internet in a in the worst way possible to try and alleviate or add to our concerns so i just love the insight the truth of that like that is that low i'd say there's more people in this country have been diagnosed in that situation than probably people who talk to their pharmacists do you know what i mean so uh i just think it's it's, it's great yeah it's really good it's really nicely done audio too is that when he moves in his seat you can actually hear, like you can as well as seeing it on screen you can hear that you know that because there's a sound to that right there's yeah. an actual sound when you move uncomfortably in your seat away from somebody and it just yeah. they dial it up and you well, can with, you can absolutely hear that moment and with that move he also moves in a way that I don't want to look like I'm moving away from you, but I am moving away from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like he's running away out of the car or anything like that. He's, he's just like, just a subtle shift yeah. to not catch the rabies, as, as he says. And I, I love when, when content is produced like this, that you get a snapshot into someone's life. So it's like, we're not setting it up. We're not exploring who the characters are. We're going to let the visuals do absolutely everything. We're going to let you come to your own conclusion as to these two people's relationship, what they work at, everything. We're going to visually do the art direction to do that. And we're going to just drop you in it. We're going to drop you in the moment we want to get across to you. But you can only do that based on the time and effort put in to the situational awareness do you know what i mean and i think they've they've hit it spot on i assume the two boys are landscapers or something like that um yeah. they look exactly point. like what a landscape would be an older lad and a younger lad who kind of doesn't want to be there he's on his phone the whole time and he you know what i mean it's just perfect they're just driving from a job and maybe maybe he got bit by something a dog a, a dog in the house that he was in might have bit him when he was mowing the lawn and he's just talking about she's haven't felt right since last week when i got bitten so i just love that they've they've just not bothered to tell that story because you don't need it because this is all that matters is at this moment and i love when um creators uh do that it's like no no no. let's not treat our audiences really dumb we don't need exposition everywhere right and it's like let's just let's just land it and let's do it in a really clever way i, I think it's lovely i've never by the way i've never seen this i've never heard of this ad um when you brought it up as the first time i and I think it's it's a real shame. I'm I'm very surprised I hadn't seen it or hadn't come across it because I'm very impressed with it. Well, the um, good news is there is another one in the series, right? So if you if you liked that, uh, yeah. there's another one, and you know it's it's really interesting to hear you talk about it too because the second one does build on their relationship, and you do actually get mm. slightly more information in terms of who they are and what they do. In one way, you know. There's, there's two actually kind of things that stand for me. One, I really didn't expect that content from that advertiser. Right? Yeah. So I, I would have had a, yeah. a preconception of what the Irish Pharmacy Union were and did and how they would have communicated and really would have seen it in a particular way. It wouldn't have been this, and this was incredibly memorable. I think that was one of the things. But the other is that I, I felt, gosh, there's only two of these. Like yeah. I would have watched a dozen of them 
are you know 30 of them over the course of like i'd love to have seen this TV relationship series of the two lads and i think it's because they've hooked you they've hooked you with the initial one and then they're like okay now i'm invested tell me more and um i just yeah i like i think what's interesting about can it we, is can one, we... I'd, I'd love to know budget i'd be very curious around budget um because i think what this screams yeah. to me is and like we've worked on projects like this in the past where you have you're working with a, a marketer or a strong client who who gets it doesn't have crazy budget but you want to do something interesting you're like let's do the best thing we possibly can even if a thousand people see it because i think the view on this I, I i assume more people saw it than that but um and that's what's really interesting because budget media budget doesn't always correlate to production budgets you can always land on an absolute uh, an absolute gold mine and that's yeah as you said would not have thought the Irish Pharmacy Union would have done anything this clever and smart, which other brands wouldn't even touch. You know what I mean? It's gas. Can, can... I think on that point, sorry, Aaron, no, on I'm that fired. point around the, the audience who see it, I think one of the um, one of the interesting things here is around timing too, mm. because if this piece of content's a decade old, my feeling is that that was probably prior to when things would go viral as quickly as they do potentially today, yeah. or maybe get the global reach that they would get today. I wonder if this was published today, would it be the kind of thing that would just spark and ignite? Would you get people kind of going, this is very clever. I really This like could be it. the resurgence of it now. Potentially, yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll get people going online and, and sharing it. You know, it does feel timeless, right? So it feels it as relevant now yeah. as it did yeah. as, as it sure. did a decade ago. I'm surprised, like, when I saw this here, and then I, I could see this, the date on this, which is put up, but, like, this copy is perfect. Like, and the fact that, once again, that I've not seen it, it's like, why didn't, just put it out. Just put, just keep putting it out. Like, it's, it's there's nothing, you've invested, what, how much you've invested in it. Like, just because you don't have the ad spend at the start to get, like, a huge splash. You run it for five years, run it for six years. It's a well-written bit. It, has, yeah. it, has, it has legs. Uh, and sorry, what, what I wanted to say it was the... My favorite part about the ad, I don't know if you guys noticed, and this I don't know whether it's down to the copywriter, art director, the art department or wardrobe department, but whoever did it is a genius. The name of the company is on their vest and it's called Lawn and Order. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking from one one vest to the other vest and it's all the same. So I'd love to actually have a look at the van again and see and, if it's on it. And the tagline is to protect and conserve. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so like that's a really like that's a layered bit. Yeah. Like that and yeah. and I suppose that that does play into the fact that it's content that you could as you have done Stephen watch over and over again and you find little little things that you didn't notice in in previous ones. So that 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 for me puts it into the brilliant I love that ad category do, for do sure. Do we know who's made it at all? No. From uh production or crew i don't know and I, I you know i i would imagine when it came out at the time i probably saw it referenced or probably saw the, the people who were who were behind it but i think shane your point earlier around like this you know this was not a, a 30 second spot that was going out you know in prime time tv right it wasn't being shown all the time it wasn't uh you know it wasn't getting the kind of coverage or, or publicity that, that let's say bigger ads sometimes get what I feel, and I'm guessing it had a smaller budget, it feels, just to your point there, Aaron, the care and attention mm -hmm. given to detail, those small things. And my hope would be that 
even if this wasn't a huge budget piece or maybe it didn't you know kind of make the producers rich in the moment or you know that it wasn't kind of like sort of their their big account of the year i'd love to think that this piece was put into show reels and that it was used almost like a calling card and that they won a ton of new business on the back of it yeah. mm. because that's the kind of agency I would like to work with. They're the kind of agency I would want to produce advertising content for me. It, it was that kind of feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's a, that's definitely a brilliant choice to, to definitely op- open uh, this episode with. Um, so without further ado, can we move on to our next one? And Stephen, if you give us a quick introduction to the next piece we're going to watch. Yeah. Well, Shane, if you didn't see the last one, I'm almost certain you'll have never seen this. And I'd say this will be true of almost all your audience. It actually never got aired. It's a, it was an entry into a competition. Um, so Jaguar ran a competition in around 2012, 2011, um, where they were looking for young creatives to come up with um, advertising ideas. Um, there was a cash prize and a friend of mine um, directed and produced um, uh, I think a 60 second spot um, for the brand set in Ireland and I think it's one of the most stunning ads I've ever seen made and I was amazed that we never saw it on primetime TV I think it would have been suitable for primetime TV across the world but I'll let you watch it and, uh, and then we can have a chat brilliant He said something once. That a mind stretched by new experiences can never go back. He said, roam this place. Find that calm for the time that you are here. Seek it in life, in memories. He told me when he found it. He would give me the keys. Beautiful piece. Yeah, really nice. That's super nice. What is it about it that that gets you? Um, so obviously, I so I have this personal connection to the director. Um, and so when I remember he shared it into a group chat uh, at the time and saying, listen, I made this piece of content. I, like, I knew he was a director, right? And I had seen bits that he had done, but he shared it into the group. I said, listen, I've entered this competition. We had a budget, I think, of a thousand euros to make the ad. Um, this is what we made. You know, I'd love it if you could enter. Are you, if you could vote for us, the, the voting kind of process. And I remember watching it. And when the ad stopped, I just had this moment where I went, if, if I had no context, if no one had told me that you had made the ad on that budget, I would have believed that this was a multi-million euro production um, and, you know, was going to be aired on TV. It really just felt like box office. And and then I watched it again, like the first ad, I watched it again and again and again. And because there were so many scenes in this, because there were so many things, I started spotting things on the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth viewing that I was like, 
I recognize that hotel. I recognize that cafe. I recognize this guy. Um, it felt like a piece of poetry, right? You know, like that, that's the, the script felt like poetry. I got the kind of the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. Um, and, and my, you know, like I had no particular affinity towards the brand, but it made me love the brand instantly. You know, and I felt this connection to it, despite the fact that, especially at the time, well, no open hell I was ever going to be able to afford <laughs> the actual car. Um, you know, but if you talk about like aspirational advertising or something that, you know, maybe at some point in my future, you know, I would like. And, and for me, um, Patek Philippe, the, the, the watch company are, are one of those brands that I feel do that really well. Every time I see that, you know passing the the watch from one generation to another i always get that well i can't afford that watch but i love what that means and i love the the story behind that this felt the same way i was like you know i'm struggling to pay rent probably at that time in my life and you know so jags aren't really top of my list oh wow like i you know i feel this um yeah i just think it's an amazing piece of content and that's uh, obviously it's no reflection on your on your 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 friends uh uh, creative power is the fact that you were so surprised that he made that of all people uh, you made this <laughs> get out of here <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a typically yeah. Irish kind of way you know like yeah, yeah. how did you manage to What's do your that friend's name? you know uh, Will Armstrong Will Armstrong just give him a shout out yeah no that's it yeah. really and good. he has gone on to much bigger and much bigger things yeah, not surprised you know, uh, really. a well-established global talent in, in the space and has produced you know advertising campaigns for some of the biggest brands in the world he's you know you could you could see it in the content you know that mm. if that if that's what you can do with i would imagine a very limited maybe cast crew set of like technical equipment um and obviously a tiny budget imagine what you could do if you kind of um if you amplified all of those things yeah i'd say there was five of them there was five people maybe four you know what i mean sound edit light you know probably dop did lights as well because they're outside most of the time the, the, not much lights needed but it's very impressive look graded really well post has done really well on it um with the edit and stuff and the actual sound the foley and the casting too yeah yeah no 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 it's i'm i'm i'm, I'm really impressed with that i think though it, it it shows like i'm 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 really not surprised do you know what I mean? Because I've seen, I've entered those competitions when I was um, in university and like myself, myself and Aaron have um, worked with loads of people who kind of can go out with a camera themselves. They go out with a red camera, so they have the quality in the tool, but it's just them and they make themselves a spec ad and you're looking at it, you're like, I could see you, this, this, you could see this anywhere. Like how it's, it's like... It's not gone through a briefing briefing process. It's not touched any client. It's not it's not done anything. It's a person who feels they understand the brand, and they just went away and was like, "This this feels like what this brand should do, or this is where I would like to see this brand go." It's like that, and they make like that no that, brief has given them the freedom, yeah. to, to just just have at it. They'd make something the brand would pay a million for. euro for. Do you know what I mean? They like, but it just doesn't have the the research and all that stuff behind it. The brand need to trust it to put the then 20 million spend behind it even though when someone watches it you you know like when you watch that you're like i know this is good enough this is amazing like i don't you, you, there's no no one is going to look at this and go ah oh, no maybe maybe not maybe the work hasn't been done on this cuz such care and detail and such craft has gone into making that and understanding kind of what they were trying to say and what they were trying to get across for the brand in the space um 
but yeah no I'm, I'm, but then from from a marketer then there's the, there's the balance of well is the tail wagging the dog here we just have a piece of creative are we gonna is this yeah. fitting with our strategy that we've spent you know in some cases decades building and honing and crafting this is a beautiful piece and, and actually what you're when you're going through it there uh, Stephen it reminds we, we've, we've talked a lot and we seem to keep landing on some of the really good ads are, are kind of like art uh, and and that has has that effect and as you said this is like watching a piece of poetry and visual prose on on screen and it does have that effect so there's there's no taking away from the quality of it you know that kind of way um, and it does feel like you're not watching an ad you're watching just a really good piece of of art there's a lovely subtle thing at the end when the keys comes into shot there is the the low rumble of a big cat which i really liked i, I had to watch it listen to it twice and i was like because i was like there's obviously not you don't, you don't see any of the car and when they were so when they're getting that brand across i just love the fact that they did it through an audio as well as visually i just thought that was really it was really subtly and like it's that type of so, like subtlety you don't expect from a small t you know what I mean? You do, you don't expect that type of deep, just that layering and layering of deep. It's similar to what we were talking about in the other one with the, the lawn and uh, what was it? Lawn and order. You know lawn what I mean? You don't expect those little <laughs> bits of detail. Love that bit. Because that, that to me screams continu- continuity officer. That screams art director, art director's assistant, set director, um, you know what I mean? Wardrobe to the production. tailoring to be like, no, no, this is the exact color scheme I want. And sometimes when you're you're working in such a small crew, you need a lot of things to line up. You know, you need you need someone who's passionate about it. You need a crew who are willing to work, and you need people who are talented who usually all do go on to do something great. But um, I just think, yeah, it's just the detail. You can just see it. That would that would not be out of the. You know what I mean? That'd be comfortable. I'd see that. I'd love to see that in cinema. That's where I'd, that screams to me. Whereas you could just Jaguar could have just just run a cinema campaign that maybe would have ran in parallel to everything else they were trying to do because it just feels so epic. You know what I mean? It's nearly lost on a smaller screen. That nails it. Yeah. Uh, that like that absolutely nails how I felt about this. It's one thing to see this in like almost its cinematic glory because because mm-hmm. you because you're right. The audio is. Is incredible right so obviously yeah. you know the, the script is really powerful the imagery is great but the you know the sound of the rain mm-hmm. like there's so many like it, it feels like when he's on the beach and you hear the wind like it's so atmospheric yeah, yeah, yeah. um i think what i also really like about it is that the locations they've used i feel you know while i think this has global appeal and literally could be shown to an audience in in most any country obviously english speaking to begin with mm-hmm. but but beyond that for an Irish audience, I feel that the the Jaguar owner in particular is probably going to recognize some of those locations and start connecting things like five star hotels yeah, to yeah. um to the brand. And I, I feel these are small, subtle things, you know, like an extremely cool city center um restaurant is is the location for the scene where the coffee is drunk. Like there are just these again, like it feels so subliminal, but just reminders that this is the type of person who drives this car and this is the lifestyle they have and this is what's important to them. And and if you look at what, what's come subsequently, right? So, you know, in, in the last decade since this piece of content was produced um, and made, you know, particularly the West Coast of Ireland, the escaping to the West, 
uh, rugged, rural, sustainability, like all those things that a lot of this kind of just captures. I feel it was almost ahead of its time as a piece of content. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the brands, I don't think, I, I think, I, I don't think the brand would have caught, was there yet. I don't think the brand kind of um, communal acceptability on what they want to show and kind of how out there and non-conform, like how non-conforming to the traditional drag Jaguar driver maybe um, that they were willing to kind of push the envelope. You know what I mean? I'd imagine you could show this to the wrong person in the company and they'd be like, no, what about, what about this stuff we've been doing for 20 years? Do you know what I mean? Whereas, um, and that's one thing I think that has actually been a blessing with this type of work. I know this didn't actually um, get to get properly aired, but social platforms have been great for that. Um, for a lot of like, you could have a digital marketing manager is working with a small agency separate to the guys getting the big budget for the TV stuff. It's like, no, no, we're going to do a little, a little kind of content series. That's going to be slightly different. It's going to bring across a different side of the brand. And I think the internet has allowed brands or people within the brands who think they need to speak differently to different audiences doing different things. And it's opened the market up to more production companies at different scale and different size who have different talents um, making stuff that may, it's never going to be in the middle of the Late Late Show. But it doesn't mean it's not as good. You've just not paid a quarter of a million euro for yeah. it. You know what I mean? And for, um, for every for every brand, they're going to have multiple segments and not every segment is going to be watching the Late Late Show. So, you know, you will be able to, 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 to target different segments and different platforms with the different messages that's going to land with with that audience that's that's a key customer and um, it's not a, a one one broad stroke fits fits all um that was a that was an excellent choice yeah. uh that was a really lovely piece to watch and, and, and kind of chat through more than anything else um and time is flying so we'll move on quickly to your last piece then Stephen, if you wouldn't mind yeah and this probably brings those two pieces together for me so i, I remember seeing you know that first piece we looked at you know made me laugh a lot and and showed me the power of particularly i guess like irish comedy you know, and what it could what it could be. And then that second piece showed me, well, what you can do on a budget. You know, if you get really good producers, um, you don't necessarily have to have hundreds of thousands of euros. You can actually create really good content on, on a smaller budget. So in 2015, we uh, got accepted onto a Google Adopt a Startup program where uh, they took us and I think about 30 other companies under their wing for 12 weeks. And we got to essentially do a crash course in a lot of the different technology that Google supplies. So everything from advertising through search and so on. And one of the benefits was we had two people within the company who actually took responsibility for us. They used to bring us in like once a week, we'd have you know the lovely breakfast inside there and all the other kind of bits and pieces. But one of them was a YouTube specialist. And the question he asked us after the first week was, have you thought about working with uh, like YouTube creators to maybe sort of like create content for the brand? And I had definitely thought about it, you know, but never really pursued it. And, and he talked to us a little bit about it and he told us kind of what it was involved. And he said, look, find a YouTuber, maybe an Irish one, preferably that you, you like particularly um, and, and see if they'd be willing to, to kind of maybe do something. So I suppose on a bit of a whim and maybe just before they became very big, uh, we reached out to Foil Arms and Hog and um, we told them what we were doing and what we had hoped to do. And we said, look, we have a tiny budget, obviously, but we think we can come up with something really clever and creative. We have a script idea, you know, kind of a, a rough idea about the struggles we have with sentiment and how things get lost in translation. Do you want to have a bit of, a bit of fun with this in terms of um, 
inside the Google HQ and they were like, sure, let's give it a go. And what you're about to watch is essentially the, the result of that. Awesome. Cool. Amazing. Let's have a look. Oh my God. Lovely weather we're having, isn't it? You like the rain in Ireland? Ah, uh, listen. I don't hear anything. Go away. You prefer if I come back later? Would you stop? Come here to me. Right. What's the story? The what? The scandal, the crack, the scale. <laughs> What's happening, Mike? Oh, I'm here from the European office for the financial review. Right, well, before we start with that, I would kill for a cup of tea. Yeah, have mine. You're a good skin. Huh. Thank you. So, um, I'd like to at some point have a look at the latest sales figures. Yeah, I'll get them for you now in a while. You'll get them now? Yeah. Great. In a while. Sound? Sound? Yeah, sound. One thing we are worried about is the quarterly income doesn't look good. Ah, sure, look at Look at what? Basically, some genius omitted our biggest account. In my opinion, that is not the work of a genius. No, he's a spanner. As in a tool. Exactly. Because our 2016 projections are very worrying. Don't talk to me. It's you! Sorry, I'm dying. What? I'm really suffering. Have you told your family? No use telling my wife. I won't get any sympathy there. She sounds like a monster. That's not so bad. Be gone in a few days. Can they make you come to work? I was going to answer a few days off, but you know yourself. I understand. You wanted the distraction. Okay, we shall proceed as normal. Uh, where are the financial reports? In the press. You gave them to the newspapers? What? Oh my God, we are going to lose our jobs! Is that what this is about? I'm getting fired! Oh, well, that's just fantastic! No, it is not fantastic! This day just gets better and better! No, it gets worse and worse! First you are dying, your wife is a monster, and now we are losing our jobs! Oh my God, I need to call corporate! Yeah, well you tell corporate! If they come to Ireland, I've got a present for them! This is not a time for gifts! Hey, we're Paul Arms and Hog. Thanks for watching our video. We have a new video every Thursday, so please subscribe to our channel. Mm, and a big thank you to Alitico for all their help with this video. Alitico, the power of change. Alitico, be a better you. Alitico, for a fresh start. Alitico, delivering a fresh slice of family life in 30 minutes. It's great. Oh, did they actually put that up on their own channel as well? Yeah, so it was, you know, we, again, like we, we had to, we essentially said, listen, we're willing to do whatever it takes to, to get this made. So the, the deal was that they would create a version. Um, I don't know if you got to the, the, the segment at the end where they thanked the makers and um, and you heard maybe some of the, the taglines that they came up with us, but uh, there's, the, there's about a 15 or 20 second segment at the end where uh, they have a little bit of fun. Um, and... That was kind of part of the deal that they would, yeah. you know, they would thank us, I guess, for, for making it and they would promote it out themselves. Um, but they had a cut too that didn't feature our branding. Um, oh. They also used. So, um, you know, I, I, it was one of those times when I felt it kind of worked very well for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's uh, like, I'm a big fan of them anyway. Um, to be honest, I think their humor is just uh, like I've seen them live a few times. Um, I just think they're so quick and uh they this yeah this was what 2015 so it was right before they exploded across 2016 they went everywhere but uh yeah no it's a really nice piece of content it's uh and it's really like it's cool because from you wouldn't think that your brand would lend itself to that type of i don't know sketch because it doesn't really kind of you know what i mean it's it's more just like 
without your branding i could see that on their channel absolutely no like and they put it up like it's 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 great though but the, the fact that you were able to wrap your branding around it and obviously that like them to irish insight yeah we talk it's amazing like that's absolutely class because yeah, they became untouchable how, how, then for a while because they wouldn't work they were so difficult to get anyone to work with after that because i remember there was a vodafone did a big campaign with them was that around 2016 2017 and you couldn't and because i remember i remember i was trying to get a hold of them for someone in 2017 and it just wasn't happening so like you got in there right <laughs> on the ground floor yeah no it's really good it's a really cool piece well of if you look at um you look at today i mean you know uh, Again, Daryl Green, amongst others, have have kind of talked publicly about this in the last kind of couple of months. But there is a wealth of Irish comedy talent emerging at the moment. Uh, again, you know, almost exclusively through Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, and so on. Even on TikTok, you know, there's 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 a host of really talented people. And so I guess you know when we think about maybe doing something again, you know. Daryl Breen isn't an option for us, right? And we're not we're not going to be running something, as you say, you know, during the late late. But it is realistic for us to think about, okay, how do we tell our story? And the key thing in that for us was, you know, clients would regularly come to us and say, What's the sentiment like towards our brand? What do people feel about us? And I'd say, Well, well, we can do that, but it, it's going to be expensive because there's a large volume of content that you have to look at. And they said, Well, just run it through a sentiment tool. And we're like, well, okay, but sentiment tools are also a little bit complicated because Irish people don't really talk like everyone else. And you're like, what do you mean? And so then we play the video, yeah, yeah. and you're like, you know, and 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 it was, it's a, it's a nice way to be able to illustrate some of the challenges that come. You know, people might think that deadly is a really negative word, but in Ireland, that's you know, that's, that's pretty good most of the time. So it 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 did feel like it lent itself well to what we do, and there's mm -hmm. other things now that we have to deal with on a daily basis because of the nature of our job. And some of them are, are obviously kind of relatively lighthearted. And the hope would be that we could do something similar to this, maybe a, a 2021 or a 2022 version with um with the next Foil Arms and Hog uh, pretty soon. It'd probably be a TikTok version, probably. I would imagine. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the, just just today actually I noticed um, Hunky Dories have a new yeah. uh, campaign for their crinkly cuts and it features Darren Conway who's been building up a, a brilliant uh, comedy profile the last uh, year or so online so it is great to see those emerging talents are actually getting picked up by brands and like with the big agencies uh, behind them too so yeah onwards and upwards I, for, for Irish comedy I think for comedy in general even globally like YouTube has landed itself you take someone like Andrew Schultz um, in the States who ended up with a Netflix show in the middle of the pandemic. That was all like he got turned down by Netflix Comedy Central. Um, he's a huge global star. And in general, there's just not that bottleneck that there used to be when people were fighting for cable, cable stand up spots or, you know, trying to come through even writing on RT when you have your pl huge platforms, TikTok, tw um, Twitter. Um, I know there's actually a lot of stuff on Facebook as well, YouTube. Um, it's just they're able to gather their audience, speak to them, and then the audience shares it and grows. And it's just that's what comedy is. You know what I mean? By giving these these comedians, allowing them to get the reward of people reacting to them and giving them that feedback. And they're even getting that feedback quicker for their content than they would if they put it out on television. They would never get that feedback because executives could kind of be like, oh, yeah, the viewership was this. And then they'd never hear anything about it. Like they would get that kind of feedback doing stand up. You know what I mean? They'd get hecklers, they'd talk to people, they'd feel the room. And I think social media 
has allowed comedians to get instant feedback better than kind of traditional network television has allowed so i think it's it's there's there's definitely there's always going to be new comedians coming up making really cool content and it's really cool to watch in the space because a lot of the times their production values aren't aren't great but it doesn't matter well, it, it, it doesn't matter at all you know? production is what compensates for yeah. it so you're absolutely right like it, it, it's yeah. not about you know okay you want something to look okay and audio is obviously important yeah. but beyond that if it's fast and if it's timely yeah. you know the room next door is probably like one of the best examples of that at the moment where you know a, a clip will involving a politician will usually kind of go relatively viral or people will be talking about it mm. and then within a day the comedian will have the piece produced where he's sitting on one side pretending he's doing an audio version or, or talking to yeah. the person who's actually kind of giving the speech and it's it, the timing is everything it's just you know that speed is um yeah it makes it it's the same as if you're sitting in a room with people and if someone says something off and you want to get a joke in about it if you wait five minutes it doesn't make any sense it's the exact it's the exact same thought process in our community. that'll be funny for a different reason yeah that'll be funny yeah, it'd be like, yeah exactly it's the same it's the same process it's just there's different rules with regards to content production but you're right speed and kind of timing is that's essential you know brilliant well uh, we're, we're 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 flat out of time steve is there, is there any parting words you'd like to uh, you'd like to bestow upon us and the listeners before no, we no not at all I just really enjoyed this and um, and hopefully get to do it again in the future brilliant well thanks so much for, for, for coming on the show it's been, been an absolute pleasure um, if you're listening uh, to this and you want to kind of have a look at the ads head to workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast where you can see uh, all the actual clips up on screen there uh, but until next time thanks very much Stephen and see thanks. you again thanks bye bye